0: Welcome to the Shootin' the Cube podcast, presented by Heath Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pitmasters in the game.
1: Now here's your host, Heath Riles. All right, we're sitting down today with the CEO of Roll Oak Charcoal, Mr. Jim Bennett. How are you doing today, Jim?
0: Great, Heath. How are you?
1: I'm good. So for everybody that does not know you, can you tell us kind of who you are and what you do and how you got started with Roll Oak?
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's it's a little bit of a... Uh, Long story, but uh, I used to work in corporate America like, you know, a lot of people. And um, the gentleman I worked for ended up uh, purchasing Royal Oak. And, uh, you know, that's how I got here. So, you know, if you look at Royal Oak's history, it was a family-owned business started by a gentleman named Jim Keeter. Uh, And he started the business back in the late 50s. And opened one of our first plants in kind of the early 60s and we've been going since then and uh unfortunately in you know the early uh you know 2015 2017 um jim keeter uh passed away and his uh family ended up selling the business to the franklin family and uh, i'd worked with for martin franklin for a number of years and that's how i ended up uh, back at royal oak and so i you know, work for Martin Franklin running Royal Oak, which is his family's business. So that's how I got here. So I've been a part of Royal Oak since about twenty twenty. About twenty
1: twenty. Yep. So since twenty twenty and COVID, how have you seen it change just since twenty twenty, I guess is a better better sense.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a strange situation, you know, in twin in COVID, as as we all know, everybody had to and I was forced to stay at home, so you know. And, and during the you know, years of COVID, you know, 2021, 20, uh, it was it was anything that you could put in a bag, you know, you could sell. You know, it didn't matter if it was in you know what color, what you know who, but you know we make we make a lot of private label products for that are out there, and so you know it didn't matter what you did, you you could sell it um and we were running as hard as you know all our facilities were running as hard as we could go and 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 the struggle during COVID. also during that time obviously we had to keep our team members safe you know and try to uh, prevent them from uh, getting COVID during all those years because we were we were running full out we were one of those um, companies that were considered a necessity because it was a fuel type source uh, during those years and so we ran the entire time and we ran full out. Um, and so it was a it was a very challenging time uh, during those two years. Since that time it's been all it's gone a little bit the other way. You know, in, in 2022 I would call it the snapback effect. You know, everybody, you know, that stayed at home or were locked down for two, two and a half, three years, you know, all of a sudden said, you know, no, we don't want to do anything at home. And that includes grilling and other things. It was eat out, go travel, go to Disney World, go to you know, go to football games we hadn't been to, et cetera, et cetera. So nobody wanted to to be at home. So there was a there was a, you know, spring back effect where, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of charcoal cells in twenty twenty two. You move the forward to twenty twenty-three and we've gotten kind of back to pre pandemic levels. I think people are starting to kind of get back to doing what they normally do and so we're back to kind of pre-pandemic 2018-2019 levels so you know it's all starting to get back to quote-unquote normal let's say.
1: I sure hope so it's uh don't get me wrong riding the big waves are fun but you don't want to drop off those big waves either. I like the steady constant growth versus the
0: the rocky situation. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And, and again, you know, it wasn't a big wave. It was a tsunami, <laughs> you know? So it was one of those things where, you know, it was, it was a, you know, it was kind of fun, but it was painful for our team members out in the field because they were working, you know, again, during the p- pandemic, they were working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week um, trying to, to make product for, for our customers.
1: So as far as product, y'all's flagship product would be your lump charcoal, correct? Sure. And Absolutely. the briquettes is going to be the second best.
0: Yeah. So you know our our you know flagship, you know we're the we're the largest lump company and and manufacturer in the in the United States by a far stretch. Um, and then you know what we've done traditionally as an organization is we've been again traditionally for the first. 30 years of our existence, we were a largely a private label company from a briquette site. We didn't do much uh, on the marketing and branding side of our briquettes uh, until about 3-4 years ago we really started putting a lot of effort behind our briquettes and, and we launched a lot of new products under the Royal, uh, Royal Oak brand. And, um, and then we've launched uh, this past year our Supersize briquettes, which is really doing very, very well in the marketplace in 2023 and perform exceedingly well. And then uh, we are launching in 2024. This, this coming year, we'll uh, come out with our uh, Royal Oak Supersize Instant briquette. So again, another new product out there. And then we've launched a lot of other new products. You know, along the way, canned heat, as you, you know, which is our chafing you know, chafing fuel. And then we've also large, launched uh, a new product that uh, is just now hitting stores, which is our flame saber, which is an incredibly, you know, neat uh, uh, lighter. Uh, but it's not really a lighter. It is truly a a light got uh, more of a lightsaber than a, um, that's right. So it's been, it's been a great couple, couple years as we've really moved forward. And then we've launched uh, back in 2021, 20, uh, 22, uh, our uh, uh, 100% charcoal pellets. So we're all, you know not only in the lump side of the business, we're in the briquette side of the business and have been for a long time, but we're also now in the pellet side of the business. And we're the only uh, 100% uh, charcoal pellet in the marketplace today.
1: I can tell you, I started cooking on the pellets, you know, testing them before they come out in the market. Of course, y'all were shipping them to us and I liked them really before. Um, and for some reason we got a new grill Well, not for some reason, uh, Traeger sent us a new, uh, like ironwood. Okay. And that thing smokes so much more than all the other grills we've ever had. It's something about their new downdraft system in it. And I've noticed using the charcoal pellets, you get so much more of that authentic, rich taste than just a regular pellet grill. I don't know how their system is designed, their auto-draft, but you can ask her, even a piece of fish takes on so much smoke from the pellets now, it's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've had a lot of people that are, you know, call it you know, traditional uh, bar- barbecue enthusiasts that, that don't like the pellet grills. I mean, obviously, pellet grills are great convenience, but they don't like the pellet grill because they don't get the charcoal taste out of a pellet that they obviously get in in uh, you know a traditional uh, grill char- charcoal grill. And so there's been a lot of people that have said, "Hey, man, pe- pellet grills aren't for aren't for me for that reason." But our again, our 100% ch- charcoal pellet it is a char based pellet, so it is exactly like what you know. Not exactly the manufacturing is a little bit different, but from an you know, what's inside perspective, it's exactly like our um, briquettes. So you get that true charcoal flavor that you don't get with any other pellet out there. And it works in every single pellet grill made, including, you know, obviously the best, you know, one of the best in the market is, is Traeger. And it works in Traeger grills. It works in all grills. And it really does provide that you know, uh, true, authentic authentic case taste, um, and then some people, you know, use mix their cherry blend or their apple blend, and they mix a little bit of that in with the, our charcoal I've done that pellets, a times, it, it, right and it really, there. it really, you know, adds, you know, the flavor profile that you really want to get out of a true charcoal, um, you know, cooking experience. It definitely, I like it.
2: So I have to ask before, I know that Royal Oak doesn't just target barbecue teams, of course. You have your general everyday cook. But were you familiar with the, I say, the barbecue community, meaning, you know, competition guys? And if you weren't, what are your thoughts? I feel like it's a very special community, I guess. So I guess I'm just asking were you familiar with that? If not, what are your thoughts? Uh,
0: well, on that? and uh, it, uh, I, um, I think I said when I welcomed our barbecue teams to this week, you know, I wasn't a barbecue guy until I came to, to Royal Oak. And I've really gotten to be, you know, I got to see why people enjoy this. And it's not, you know, it's, it's obviously about the food and, uh, you know, the taste. I mean, and obviously I get to taste the best barbecue in the world. Um, and, it's, and it's about that. There's no question. But it's about the experience, the community. And I said this, you know, and, and our welcome was, you know, our value, our, our vision for our company is, you know, that we bring, you know, we make products that bring friends and family together. And, and that's what, you know, this event's about. That's what competition barbecue is about. It's about, you know, having fun and, and bring it, being together and bringing friends and family together. You know, the, the, you know what I like about the competition barbecue and the, and the teams that we have, first of all, you know, all our teams are just real people. I mean, they're just great people that just happen to love, you know, love cooking barbecue. And, you know, so it's fun to be around those people. And then what it gives us is, you know, ways that we can appeal to, to the backyard barbecue guy. I mean, most backyard barbecue guys that, that, you know, they get into barbecue, you know, oftentimes they get in with the, you know, the classic Weber kettle. And you can do almost anything on a classic yes, Weber yeah. kettle. I mean, I'm not making a pitch for Weber, but it is a great just starter grill. I mean, it does anything. And then they progress through all the way up to the big green eggs of the world. And, you know, it's all about that, that experience and and being out there and having your friends and, you know, cracking a beer or watching the game. You know, it's it's that. And what the our pitmasters do is give us the uh, authenticity to appeal to that backyard barbecue. And that backyard barbecue, you know, may not wanna be a, a true pit master, but he wants to be the pit master of his neighborhood, right? Hey, we all do. We all wanna be the guy that goes, hey, go over to Joe's house. He makes the best ribs, he makes the best pulled pork, or he makes the best chicken. Or he makes the best brisket. That's what we all aspire to have. You know, everybody in the neighborhood talking about what we do out on the grill, right?
1: I think that's how most of us get started in barbecue. You hear it from somebody in your neighborhood, man, you should really go enter one of them barbecue contests. <laughs> right? Exactly. That is how I got started. It was just that. And a friend of mine's uncle had a KCBS team, And I went to Don and was like, Don, I'd like to learn more about this. They say I got good food. I want to know.
0: Yeah, you want to see how good it actually is, right? Yeah,
1: and we kind of got started that way. And I think about 80 to probably 90% of people, I mean, what man or woman don't like seeing somebody has a great experience with their food? Right. I mean, everybody, I mean, and I'm sure you eat at some restaurants just like we do that are hit and miss, and then you have one that goes, man, this is it right here. I mean, and that's, that's what barbecue is about us. I love seeing somebody take that first bite and go. Oh man,
0: and and you know, Heath, it doesn't matter, like you were saying, on a restaurant, it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, $50, $75 entree meal kind of place, you go, "Eh," or or $3, you go, you hit the $3 place or the burger joint, and you go, wow, this is the best burger I've ever put in my mouth, And and it doesn't matter, it's that experience. It's the same way with barbecue, you know, it's it's exactly the same thing. No matter what you're d- doing out there on the grill, you know, your, your, your cheap uh, slice or more, more ex- inexpensive piece of meat or your, you know, brisket, which I, I, I personally, I steer away from brisket because I'm, I'm one of those guys that go, I don't want to ruin, <laughs> you know, that expensive piece of meat, you know, uh, so... And I'm just not that good at it yet. So I'm like, eh, no, I'm gonna steer away from the Man, you know, we can teach frisky. you. It's not a problem, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> we can I know. You there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, look, I
1: just wanna tell you thank you for sitting down and having a little conversation with us and telling us how kind of Royal Oak kind of progressed through the years. Because to me, I grew up cooking on Royal Oak charcoal. So it means something to me now sitting at the facility, you know, at the headquarters and being here. Just remember my dad tearing open bags, you know, putting in a grill, and we would do fundraisers at the fire department, and it was always something going on like that when we were cooking, and it was nothing about a contest. or It was just feeding people. Yeah. And like you said, barbecue or food in general brings people together, and it seems like when you have that outdoor experience, it's ten times as better.
0: It's ten times better. There's one thing I, I do want to touch on that I didn't mention. About Royal, because people don't realize, you know, kind of what we do. You know, we everything we make, we make out of waste wood. You know, we we repurpose. You know, I guess the the new term is is not recycle because it's not really recycling. We repurpose. We repurpose over a million pounds of waste wood every year. And you know, what would that have, waste wood have done if we hadn't repurposed it in the charcoal? that everybody loves. You know, oftentimes that, that waste wood would have gone in landfills. In some cases it would have been open burned, you know, and, and in other cases it would have been left in the fields, which, you know, obviously is not good for the environment e- either. So, you know, what we do is really great for the environment. And we partner with sawmills that we have what we call Forest Forever. And it's, um, you know, it's a, It's just an approach that, you know, keeps forest and woodlands, you know, into perpetuity for all our families and and everyone to enjoy because that's part of the whole barbecue experience is outdoors, and we want to keep that for future generations. So everything we do is about, you know, keeping things for future generations and, and creating a better environment for all of us.
1: It's nothing like knowing that. I'm working with a business that's always giving back. And what I mean by that is, I mean, us having even a little girl at 18 months old right now, I know that later on down the road, Royal Oak's making a difference for her too and everybody else. So it's always good with that sense. I just want to tell you, thank you for coming on and talking a little bit this morning about Royal Oak
0: and uh, again, for having us over. It's a beautiful facility. Yep. Thanks, Heath, thanks for all you guys do for us too. Thank you. Hi, right we're back everybody we are joined with lc's
1: barbecue philip and carmen breeding how are y'all doing today
3: we're doing real we're good. good thanks doing for having good. us thank you for having us
1: y'all honestly tear the circuit up in texas if i don't am not looking online and seeing bill Purvis, i am seeing your name <laughs> so honestly how much do y'all cook yeah we cook every weekend every weekend you just like Bill, 52 weeks a year basically or 50 weeks a year
3: and it's averaged out you know between a weekend off here or there and then right. doubles and almost it's 50 a year it's just how it works out yeah. almost every year 50. wow and we've been doing s- that since 2018. you have a lot
2: to choose from in texas i feel like though like yeah. they're all over for sure I yeah feel like texas a is a big lot. state yeah.
3: um but we've got really four main sanctioning bodies now between cba ibca um Outlaw and Lone Star. So there's four sanctioning bodies and um, and just various different you know nuances between those, but it's all Texas style, no mm-hmm. kill or anything. So there's yeah. lots of options.
1: Yeah. So they just all like IBCA brisket, chicken and ribs.
3: Wow. Yeah. So um, CBA's for meat: um, chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. Um, I would say they're IBCA, Lone Star, and um, Outlaw are most similar because they're three meat, Right. they don't do pork, it's just a piece of foil in the bottom of the box, and then, you know, one of them's like, you got to have eight ribs, one of them's you got to have seven ribs, but you just put them in the box. CBA is mm-hmm. a little different because, like on chicken, you can do any parts of the chicken. The only thing you can't do is pulled chicken, but you could do thighs, mm-hmm. wings, you know, the other sanctioning bodies are half chickens. So CBA is a little different, kind of more towards KCBS because you can have pieces, um, pork you can do you know anything you can do in kcbs and brisket same thing um slices or burn-ins but no no uh shredded
2: no. so do you keep your same flavor profile in all of those yeah. for the most part
3: yeah even kate i mean doesn't yeah. matter if we're in, Mont- even or in montana or, yeah, or in georgia too. or whatever just yeah, cooked the, the same thing again. last weekend yeah. so we'll, See how it does?
1: I was really shocked. I tasted Bill's brisket, uh, and he said how uh, sweet Texas had gotten lately. Are you a sweet brisket, too? Yeah.
3: I mean, I hadn't really found a place sweet don't win. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's funny because you'll hear, you'll talk to some guys, and they're like, man, they like sweet down there. And I'm
1: like, no shit. They like sweet everywhere. I ain't found a place they don't like. I make a sweet hot rib, you know, sweet candy, Mm. whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, that's. I love. I'm a rib man. I love cooking ribs, yeah. 100%. And, I, you know, brisket has always been beefy for us, but to, to see people saucing it and doing this, and I even heard somebody talking yesterday about in Texas, I think some people put black food coloring in their barbecue sauce to get more of a darker bark. On top. Have you heard it that? You
3: wrong. I've, I've, I've taught it in class, so yeah. i am mean, be really? responsible yeah. for part of that. Yeah. I don't really do it anymore, yeah. but yeah, it yeah. was a time. Man, I'll take one drop, yeah. stir it up, and then you'll get yeah. a, you know a darker, a
2: darker color look
3: to it. So yeah. wow.
2: I feel like we kind of jumped right in. no. I just want. I, I want to make sure we cover. Sure, you know, the first yeah, thing that we've kind of been asking everybody is kind of tell us how you got into barbecue you know how did that start and kind of from from then to now how you got there
3: so my first comp was in January of 2015 so cooking for what eight or nine years now and man I didn't know anything about competition at the time I had a buddy that had done some and man, we were at the deer camp hanging out that fall in 14 you know we cooked a lot at the deer camp and he's like man you should do barbecue competition I'm like
4: Oh, they have those? They have those you know, and it's <laughs>
3: like, oh, yeah, man, there's one next month. I'll get all the info. I can come up there. I'll help you and everything. So, man, we did that, and that was the one in January. And, um, man, I thought it was going to be a pretty short career because, man, they only called top three chicken, top three ribs, and the top three brisket. Yeah. And, man, they called that chicken, which, man, obviously had good barbecue, right, and should win. Yeah. And nothing on chicken, nothing on ribs, and brisket was the same way. Man, until first place, so that probably changed my career because... We hit first place brisket, and if we hadn't, I don't know if I'd have done another one. Really? Yeah. That, that was, was the Yeah, that was the Right out of the gate. was the hook. You know, second competition, hit first place brisket again. You know, ended up cooking eight or ten that year, and uh, did real well. Got a couple reserves, a grand, Yeah, you know, first year cooking. Um, Sixteen, kind of the same way. I cooked about ten or twelve. Seventeen, I cooked about ten or twelve. And eighteen is really when it got, like, serious, because... And it wasn't on purpose, but, you know, that January, I did a cook-off. And next weekend, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go cook that one. Next weekend, I'm going to do that one. Next thing, it's 37 in a row, you yes. know? And I don't know. i just like, man, I'm, there's everywhere. I'll just go every weekend. So kind of, I yeah, just started cooking every single weekend. And I have since 2018. So, man, we're going on like five years, 50 cook-offs a year.
4: But it was duck hunting before that. And then you got into it. Yeah, you really, when he, yeah. When, yeah, he, yeah, that's when, when that's he gets that's when hooked, hooked on her. something, he gets...
1: I mean, I used on 50 day, at least 50 days a year out of 60.
4: Yeah, so he's... I mean,
1: she'd come to Duck Club and yeah. wash clothes. and. Same way you know, after the split one year. I think there was
3: 54 days, 152 of them. Yeah. yeah. It was the same 10 years. It's all I did at Duck hunting. Like, if I could, if it was daylight and I could figure out how to Duck Hunt, I was Duck hunting. Yeah. I'm going, actually, I think, uh, was it next week or the next? Soon.
4: Soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I used must to walk those
3: marshes and do a bunch of public land like all over the country. I'd go to Arkansas. I'd just get a map and look and, and go. But um man, my duck hunts have to get a little easier these days. I am oh, all i a little bit of a I'm a little bit in a little
1: <laughs> i yeah. right of a little bit of a little a little I of a little bit of a little of a little bit of of a little bit of a little They raise ducks, wild ducks, Uh and it's a great place to take clients or kids or whatever. And we pick out just greenheads to shoot, no hens.
2: You just started doing that. Twenty guys, yeah, just started doing. I used to hunt wild,
1: and um, but this is ten minutes from the house, and so the spice company come down, or or we'll take clients out there, or something like that, you know. And it's like three hundred bucks for a hunt. They come out there and bring you breakfast, and now they're cooking breakfast for you. You know, they carry haul you out there on a tractor. You can wear rubber boots or tennis shoes. You ain't got to go get a bird one. They got a dog. It's really good, and all the ducks are corn-fed, and they're huge birds. Nice. So it's a really good place to just go somewhere local and be back at work really quick. I'm butchering really six like and be at work. Real now.
2: hunting though.
1: That no, that ain't like real. Hunting. <laughs> not like,
2: but we've done the real hunting. We don't have
1: to do we that, that <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I, have, I have waited marsh just to I sunk yeah. up and like beg for mercy. Somebody come get me out of this thing. Yeah. i will sunk up, to my, to my knees. To I can't yeah. do it like I. Anymore, my knees can't handle mm, that mud, and that, that marsh, can. and rice right mm-hmm. fields, and yeah, it's not uh <laughs> quite as easy as what everybody yeah. thinks it is. Yeah, no, it's rough. <laughs> and then uh, you throw snow and ice and sleet, or, or the water's stayed back refreezing, and ice heaters. We've done it all.
3: Yeah,
1: every bit of it.
3: Find out, find out quick if you got a hole in your waders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the really. Thirty-five degrees.
1: <laughs> I fell off Beaver dams before. I've done all that kind of stuff. So it's been completely underwater. Yeah, it's not good. But I do a lot of deer hunting too. Um talking about that, we've asked this question to a bunch of people. What is your number one like favorite contest that you go to every year are you, you know, it's the one.
3: Yeah. Um man, probably the American Roll. You know, I mean it's yeah. the one I look forward to the most every year. If I could pick a contest to win, it'd be the American roll open. Yeah. You know, if I could hand pick.
2: It's been a common answer. Yeah. Yes. I
3: mean for me and uh there's a you know, there's a lot. When you do 50, you're going to have like a and whatever, quite a few that are, but just the bigger and the baddest, you know, type deal kind of uh, gets it for me at the American Roll. And you get to see, yeah, it, sure. you know, you cook, I cook we cook all, all over the country, yes. so then once a year you go back and then, and then
1: everybody's
2: going to be you
4: know, there. And so, friends yeah. and, you know.
3: Yeah,
1: so. I hate we didn't like, come this year. That was the only free weekend we had off.
2: Yeah, we had several things in a row and sometimes you just got well,
4: yeah, to pick and choose. where you go. Especially you know, we and have an 18-month-old, so. I know, so. that's.
2: Yeah. Gotta
4: got to <laughs> be at home sometimes. Oh, oh, <laughs> I think yeah. the most i ever
1: done was 37 contests, right? It's too much. I don't know. Yeah. I commend you for doing week. Yeah. We yeah.
4: With the kids. and we've So been what is the general. farthest
2: contest you've done that you've traveled the farthest to today?
3: Probably, you know, I think <laughs> yeah, it was. So um, Illinois. Bzorky, Montana. Yeah, Bzorky, yeah, too. I think too, it's on eight hours it, one Yeah. Week. Wow. You know,
1: yeah. Like wow. Um, yeah.
3: But we've done quite a few that are over 20 hours yeah away, you know um and it takes six or six hours to get yeah, out of texas so out of so before you even get yeah, out just, you, know, you know you're you know you're going when you're hitting that way.
4: oklahoma border you're like are
3: we there, yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, back in 20 texas are you originally from well we're from bandera we're outside of san antonio yeah
4: bandera airport. texas So south
3: central but, yeah you know um but yeah back in 21 we we did 40 KCBS that year, mm-hmm. you know, out of Texas. So, man, we spent a lot of time on the road. On the road. There's only well, five in Texas. You know? He did
4: most of it, and then I kind of joined him in the, in the summer. When Reed was off of school, so we...
3: We were gone for did, about a month and yeah. did six, did a couple doubles. And it was awesome. Man, it was like a 7,000-mile trip, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. 7,000 Mon- miles. Montana, you know.
2: Nebraska. Wow. Know so I've been asking the wives that were actually on the podcast, do you actually is there a meat that you cook as a part or do you um, just help well, I, with what I help? I on,
4: on meats but <clears throat> i've done dessert i've done opens i've done you know all of that
3: um and she cooks she has her own yeah team i have
4: my own team she'll so cook a couple
3: times a yeah, year she's probably yeah. done what maybe a dozen or so a dozen
4: years. or so, so primarily so in
2: texas mm-hmm. yeah do you cook, cook against mix? him i do
3: well sometimes um, have you ever beat him She always beats me. I've never (laughs) beat her. Are you kidding? I'm like,
2: all right, it's it for the year. I cut her off. You get out of here. Do you have your own separate recipes then? Are you doing things different? I do. Do you hide them from each other? Does Mm -hmm. he know what you're doing? I don't hide them from her. No.
4: But then she's over there. You know,
2: I'm like, what are you you doing? Like, why would you do anything
4: different? Get out of here.
3: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's going Get to wrong.
1: <laughs> I, I was very proud. Uh, Candace never, she never trimmed ribs, but I no. trimmed them all for her and got them all ready. And I was running hard for rib team of the year. And they allow it once a year for somebody to present for you. Yeah. Right. Somebody else. So I went and I had to do something. Was it for Traeger? Or what was you that, were
2: at know? the Royal.
1: I was at the Royal cooking. And I sent her and my other trailer to an MBN contest. And she won first place ribs and almost go. won the grand champion.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. Really cool. I had carried wow. my trailer
1: the other trailer out there, set it up, set the counters up plugged it in at the everything. She just had to walk in the door, turn the hair on and then fired the cooker. That was it. And I what did have way? help. I was in yeah. Austin.
2: A friend of ours, ours helped yeah. me. So it was me and Austin. But, but you built the
1: box you done. I it did. It
2: all. I did. Oh. I did the presenting because that was back when you know well I guess it had changed already, but when you make finals you have to present mm-hmm. on site. So yeah. but yeah. And I used to cook a lot of desserts. Um K C B S and yeah, MBN. I, I won a lot of dessert stuff. Like that, but you know, I kinda like retired. More, yeah. Yeah, she wow. cooked, so,
3: you know, we cooked the jack last year, and, you know, I said, hey, babe, I'm look, I'm going to do the four meats, I'm yeah. going to focus on that, yeah. so you can, you know, you do the dessert in the open, but, but I ain't doing none of it, you know, you're you're on your own on that, and, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, so she did, you. and so it was kind of like this, butting heads all the way I up, was, too, so I'm like, you've been practicing, you know, I was kind of on her, and man, she, Just leave me alone, me anyway, a minute. back and forth, give me a minute, long story short. <laughs> yeah, you know, she won she won first place in the yeah. open at the Jack it, last year. It, Perfect,
4: perfect. <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect, perfect. what did you yeah. end up
4: cooking? I did um uh, sh- uh shrimp and grits, but I did a filet on the side. So
1: For the chef's choice.
4: Mhm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, she's a phenomenal cook. That's mostly cooking in the house. Yeah. Feed just a pretty
1: everything. But much I'm not
4: much into the to the, like, dessert. She's I, I, the dessert I just want, you know? <laughs> I just while, want some meat. Like... I just like cooking, Yeah, you know?
1: So what What got you into spurn from cooking there? What spun you into the product business?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, first few years doing 10 or 12 a year, nothing, like, super serious. But, um, you know, started in 15, probably sometime in late, sometime in 16. You know, I wasn't very good in chicken when I started out. Yeah. So. You know, I tried a few things here there, and, you know, Chicken you're starting, the too. So. <laughs> and anyway, I'm like, man, I'll just start trying my own thing. So I started playing around, making some injections or whatever, and yeah, got half-assed lucky, you know, had something really good. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I was kicking ass. Yeah. I think I hit, like, nine first-place chickens yeah. um, one year, you know, or whatever. And so I've got this in the back of my mind, and I'm thinking – at some point i'm like man you ought to sell that you know you ought to like and i'm thinking this conversation i have no idea how to do that i don't know how to put it in a bag yeah get all that so we had labeling a and nutrition and all that so and you start asking some buddies mm-hmm. who have products or whatever and then they point you here and there yeah. and next thing you know you get in the right circle with the right people or whatever and that gets figured out so that was foul play that was our first product is our chicken injection mm-hmm. um and plus
4: it paid for the comps too because i was like you know he had a full-time job and he was working you know 40 to 50 hours but then he would go cook and it's kind of like you know you gotta supplement somewhere and whatever but he he knocked it out yeah he did good
3: so that was the first product and you know it never there was never really like this plan. It just kind of evolved, mm-hmm. right? I never had yeah. a plan
1: either. Yeah, uh, it, it just yeah. kind of yeah.
3: stuff picks you. You know what I mean? And then, right. then another idea pops up. I'm like, man, this is great because I'm have like a lot of you know, tons of people are using it. They're they're
4: mm-hmm. and, and what's with next? It, so,
3: so I started on a brisket injection. I mean, I made my brisket injection, then pork injection. Mm-hmm. So I just started developing the line. Um, we're up to 12 products now, and that's what five five and a half years, mm-hmm. or something like that. So two or three products a year is kind of what we're what we're at. Um, and when I develop something, it's kind of what yeah. I want and how I want to cook. So, man, I go to work and develop that product and then go to comps and either win or not mm-hmm. with it, you know? But when I got it like I want, and when I can hit like I want with it, is when a product's finished. We got a lot that's never made it out, you know? Right. Because, man, it's really good. Like, yeah.
1: man, this- I've got 80 good, different things ready to go to market women. from fry breaders to cornbread, I got all kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. I mean, ready to go. I could flood the market, but I'm not going to. Oh, you got to pay It's yeah. just not ready for it. I yeah. mean, you know, trends. Yeah, uh, for
3: sure.
1: We do a lot of studying now into the market and figuring out what it's going to take. And and now, if you're not going to turn really a big volume on it, for me, it's not worth messing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pallet or two here or there, yeah. you know, we're just messing with efficiency if we're not going to turn truckloads. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So. That's
3: kind of how we built the brand is uh, for me creating the products I wanted to use in competition and you know, having a having a, a line, a seasoning injection line that a cook could go to and have a complete line. So that's how we've gone about building the line and you know, sauces will probably be next, you know. Um, we won't go we deep in that, but we'll have a couple sauces, a couple glazes or whatever. And right. Just keep expanding upon the line and, and trying to bring quality products to the market. Trying to bring uniqueness to, you know, I mean, as many as there right.
1: are. Um, That's me. I try to bring uniqueness when I when I launch something, yeah. something different flavors, uh, really pungent. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, um, just try to be very different than everybody else. I mean, Memphis flavors, where KCBS is well more balanced, um, and I think all your other cooking organizations are, Memphis is known for blowing your palate out.
3: Right. And that one
1: bite, you know, you got to make that impression in that one bite. Yeah. And so we're all about the finishing this and steps and processes and layering flavors right. and all that and so I don't I don't know if it's kind of me growing up cutting my teeth in that and seeing all of it but it's really a you got to have really big flavor in Memphis.
3: Yeah. Well, that'll steer your I mean obviously your influence whatever your influence was from that will be how you typically steer sure. outside of that. So, yeah, I'm sure it made an impression.
1: So what did you do before you got into barbecue? I was in electrical
3: distribution. I spent 25 years in that, um, you know, parts house, selling electrical parts to typically contractors, big jobs and stuff like that. Um, I did that up until two and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. full-time barbecue happened. So we're about two and a half years deep in LC
1: barbecue. So what really made you make that jump?
3: Um, You know, (laughs) COVID was hard for everybody, right? And a lot of things changed and, for me the same you know the the workplace changed a lot it was super stressful and you know mm-hmm. you got all this jobs and demands and you can't get a product to you know a customer and mm-hmm. you know
1: getting screamed at it ain't your was, fault
3: right. yeah that was frustrating right. and then you know there was a lot of other changes going on and it, timing wise it's just the way it worked out probably you know a couple of years sooner than i if i would have drew it out that i don't you know we talked yeah it's
4: not going to be easy, but what do you think? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I know this is your dream, and go ahead.
1: Now's um, a better time than ever to right, try it out. Right. Yeah, so, it was. It was going to come at some point.
4: It, so, yeah,
1: um, it was you know, heading that way. We're passionate
3: so. about it, and you know.
1: That's kind of yep. like huh? a yeah. people.
3: So <laughs> You got
1: to pull the trigger at some you point. You got to gotta shit or get off the pot, exactly. the old saying, right? Yeah, and if you don't ever try it, you don't ever know if it's going to work. Right. And you that's don't want to be one of these guys that go, Well, I wish I would have. I wish had.
4: I would have. Yeah.
1: And I tell myself that all the time. I watch my parents say that. Mm-hmm. And they was a good motivator for me. So when it come to me, I honestly, for me, I. I stuck $28,000 on American Express and said, it's time to blow or go. Yeah. I said, what's the worst that's going to happen? i pay $500 a month, you know, right, to pay this off. Yeah. And uh, it worked out <laughs> so far. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. You know, yeah. I tell people that story and laugh, but you've got to be able to take a chance. Sure. I mean, you got to believe. If you don't believe in yourself, who will, right?
3: That's it
1: and you believed in yourself and now you're out there tearing it up and doing the right thing and
3: there's nobody else and you're really just as happy right. and laughing exactly. no, you think about every time you get in the
1: truck you're just as happy because it's for you it ain't for somebody else right. and i tell myself it could be a lot worse working for somebody else i have days where i want to pull the remainder of my hair out <laughs> uh, but it could always be worse yes yeah, no for, sure. well, for sure sure Next question though, what trophy mm. is the one that's either eluded you or the one that you just had to go after and you finally got it? Um man, we've got some really cool trophies.
3: Mm-hmm. Um you know, and even a lot of those I never really went after trophies. You know, you know there's yeah. contests that have some special trophies that yeah. you go to and you're like, I'd like those or whatever. Yeah. Um you know, one that's eluded us so far is you know, wood at the roll. We've got quite a yes, few ribbons. We've got I'm the same when you saluted me. We had yeah. 180 ribs. You know, but we ended up fourth. Yeah, you know, it's the roll. So you, yeah. you got to have a little luck involved in there too, For right? sure. So that's kind of the next, you know, one we'd like to add to the to the trophy cabinet. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the in the house trophies, mm-hmm. which kind of run it out <laughs> of pretty So you now. were fourth <laughs> with the 180
1: and got a ribbon. Uh-huh. So let me ask your perspective on this. I would consider you a world champion too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a computer coin toss it, It's the way you wound up. You still got a perfect score.
3: Mine wasn't a perfect, perfect one, Eddie. I don't remember if first place was. That being said, if my drop score was lower, I mean, it's arguable, I guess, yeah. right? right? You just
1: see a lot of people saying, you know, you win a category that's so. Now, if it was year. a
3: perfect, perfect 180, you know, sure. like dessert, what is it? Top 10 Yeah, oh, I think perfect, it was.
1: Yeah.
3: Right? It wasn't compute. this
1: year, which was crazy. Yeah. I think it
3: started at about
1: seven. Seven. Yeah,
3: But there were 42 180s, and seven or eight were perfect, perfect. So right. there that's were 42 180s in dessert. So that's really the category that crazy. gets kind of.
4: I know,
3: yeah. crazy. Most of the other meats, man. Even having four is really uncommon for. Me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll take one 8 a throw any day, though, right? Hey, <laughs> it, it, it'll either, come at really. some point. You know, we've done. You know, we were twelfth overall in the Invitational one mm-hmm. year. We, we know walked twenty fourth overall in the Open last year. So that, yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. And okay. man, we got a bunch of turkey smoke ribbons and yeah. ribs, pork. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, wood wood on that list is next and obviously wanting to win
1: that contest. So besides the American Roll, any other local around Texas that that you know,
3: mm-hmm. um Well.
1: You know, as far as some of the really cool trophies,
3: you know, I won Banjo, Banjo BQ in Evans, Georgia, uh, back in twenty one <laughs> on day home two, with the banjo you know, was, um,
4: where are we gonna put this? <laughs> in the living room they combine the scores
1: or whatever no
3: no so day one is i think they call it practice or something i I can't remember what it was practice for cash or something but it was still like 15 grand and then day two was like 25 or 30 thousand day two was kind of like where they had the banjo and this and that Mm -hmm. and i had a good day one i think i was seventh and then Day two, I grand so I got that banjo, which, man, I didn't even know they had a banjo
4: <laughs> before
3: I got there, you know, so I, it was really cool, so I don't really think about that stuff for the most part, but that's a cool trophy, um, Texas Chrome Foundation, Texas yeah. Heroes Chrome Foundation, Joey Smith, Yeah. you know, they have a six-pack series that they've done the past couple of years, and I've won that series the past two years and man these trophies are man it's almost Huge. like a shuffleboard table like build it into like a a-frame mm-hmm. with wood that looks like a shuffleboard then it's got a big leather insert with a belt buckle insert in it and then
1: text i mean they're really cool yeah trophies.
4: they're really and cool trophies. i think i've got like five really of yeah they're really
1: so have you heard of Galax, virginia before yeah, where they yeah, do a yeah. duel they give away fiddles for each category mm-hmm mandolins uh, for like a reserve, guitar for grand, and then on the MBN side, uh, they give away a banjo. a banjo.
2: We have a banjo as well. I got yeah. a mandolin, but it's guitar, guitar. i ran <laughs> and contest. reserved
1: the same day up there, um, and which was pretty cool to win That's both really and a bunch cool. of fiddles and all that. Um, and so then I made it like a personal goal. I'm sure you've heard that to me to win two in one day. Mm-hmm. And I went and done it the very next year at another contest. That's awesome. And then I've done it in Illinois again, which is right. pretty cool. Yeah. What do you do with all your trophies like over the years?
4: Yes, living.
1: Some of the favorite ones are at the office, hanging on the wall and kind of sitting around. And of course, my big Memphis May trophy sitting in the corner, you know. It was uh,
2: at home for a while. It was at home for a while. <laughs> it so was a, the fireball. only one really in our house.
1: Yeah. Um, but I have a shop and everything is like pushed back in the corner currently. I, 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 well, we we're in the shop, middle of building a, a uh, we bought uh, a farm back uh, last year and so building like just some family hunting land you know and so we're building like a lodge on it and uh, and all that and we're, it's actually gonna be like content so I'll be able to invite you out nice. and you pull up plug in your trailer and going to be a 40 by 40 patio and a, a big filming kitchen and you know somewhere to stay and wash machine and all that and we're gonna have a wing out here for us and big living room and so somewhere for come and shoot content do a podcast uh, talk at the whiskey bar bourbon bar you know What
2: those
3: trophies will go there eventually. all the trophies are going to yeah. go there that's really what it's for is the trophy showcase no. <laughs> in the place to put the trophies but we might as well do
1: content and
3: other stuff. Right. <laughs> that's right well, you know nobody
1: is really doing anything leave like that time. right <laughs> <laughs> i mean so i want somewhere oh, cool. where, where you could pull up we could highlight lc's barbecue we could do a collaboration together we film it we podcast we drink whiskey we relax and we do it all right there we never oh. got to leave you know, and uh, I feel like nobody has that, and I'm, I'm big on entertaining and, uh, and having a good time for anybody that knows me. So I feel like that uh, it will be something that I will really enjoy once we get it completed.
3: Oh, that's exciting.
1: And we'll have to be sure to have y'all out.
3: Oh, it's, that's way great. cool. <laughs> really good.
1: Well, look, I want to tell y'all thank y'all for coming on, kind of telling your story of Elsie's Barbecue. I know you'll have some phenomenal products, thank and you so much. you're a hell of a cook. I mean, I know that I don't get to talk to you a lot or, or see you a lot, you know, out on the circuit because we're so far away. And yeah. I don't cook that much anymore. Uh, I'm lucky to cook, too. But, man, y'all are out here killing it. And I always like to see somebody, another hustler out here on the street because uh, you yeah, don't we, mind putting in the it. Well, we appreciate yeah. you guys. Thank you guys so like much. Guys like you pay the way yeah. for guys like me. Yeah. So, thank you. I
0: appreciate that. Appreciate it. Thank man,
3: you for having us.
1: Thank so you for strong.
4: having us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so
1: very much. much. Well, like I said, always good to shoot the cue, guys. Thanks for coming on. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep
1: shooting the cue.